G'day, g'day. It's Ness here from the Guide Ness podcast. It is 6.28am and I just wrapped up my incredible chat with the cosmic and sensational Tony Jones. She's a musician from the US that writes and creates affirmational music for people to listen to so that they can show up as their fullest and most embodied selves. This conversation, although it is not as long as some of the episodes, was so, so powerful and there were so many integrations that I feel in my bones and that I know a lot of you will also feel in yours too. So um, I hope you really enjoy it. Um, We talk about everything from being in our power and staying present and grateful to our bodies and what it means to really care for our bodies in this current time space dimension um so there's so much in here that's really really powerful um we also discussed after the episode how beneficial it might be for people who are listening and tuning in to potentially listen to the integrations that are being shared and then possibly journal about what it brought up in your own experience and how it resonates with you um as an exercise but yes it is one of my favorite episodes uh so incredible to be able to talk with her she was one of the artists in my top five spotify recap for 2022 um and she's just incredible honestly her presence and her being lights up the space that she's in and it's undeniable that her her presence here helps elevate consciousness So I hope you enjoy this episode. I acknowledge that I'm calling in and I recorded this episode from the Central Coast, so the land of the dark and young people. I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging and I extend that respect to anybody listening today who identifies as Indigenous um, and recommit guidedness to honouring the different spaces in which we can create Um, and move from a place of recognition and acknowledgement from the heart so thank you so much for supporting the guidance podcast if you have any thoughts questions or ideas feel free to get in touch i'm so keen to hear them and if you feel like you have a story that you'd like to share or you'd like a platform to be able to raise your voice let me know um yeah (sighs) big deep gratitude breaths for everything that this morning has held so far i'm going to be very intentional about my day and yeah i'll uh, i'll see you see you at the next episode Uh, also, I uh, put in a little uh, funny clip at the end of this podcast episode as a treat for those of you who make it all the way to the end um, of me waking up yesterday at 5am feeling like today, well, not really realising that there was a time difference and by time difference, also a day difference. So I woke up at 5.12 yesterday in such a kerfuffle, I was like, um so there's like a little zoom recording of me waking up 
and being like, I could, I could do this podcast episode like a potato. <laughs> yeah, so a um, little bonus, bonus blooper reel at the end there. Stay tuned. Amazing! Hello! Hi, how are you? I'm so well. My, it's five. Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> no, no, not even. Not at all. Uh, it's literally 5 a.m. here. My day is already made and it's just begun. So, <laughs> thank you so much for showing up. I know that things uh, might be a bit busy and stuff, so I appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, I'm Ness. By the way, it's lovely to meet you over Zoom. Hi, nice to meet you too. Yeah. yeah. How are you going today? I'm well. I've just getting back from getting rid of seventy percent of my wardrobe, um, and it feels so good. I just just left. I went to the donation center and just got rid of just. I sorted through a lot of stuff, and I'm like, oh my god. Everything that I have is like in my closet. I no yeah. longer have tubs and boxes of stuff. And it, it just feels so good to get rid of things before the new year, you know? So I'm yeah. literally getting back from the donation yeah. center. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. So I'm well. Can... How are you? I'm also really well. I am. It's um as I mentioned, it's quite early here. So I'm happy that I get to start my day nice and early. Um, well, what time is it there? It's 5 a.m. And where are you? Uh, I'm in Sydney on the Central Coast. Australia? Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what, Australia? I have a pretty decent following in Australia. Yeah. The following yeah. as far as my music. Yeah, most of my lady friends and I, we like to discuss you on a daily basis. We're like, have you listened <laughs> to this one yet? <laughs> I wish I wish somebody would bring me, book me out there. I have to come to Australia. Yeah, Like, absolutely. type of organization, something. I'm going to have to put that out in the atmosphere. I've never been to Australia and I would love to come. Yeah, I feel like now that it's out there, it will probably happen. <laughs> it will probably happen. I want it to happen within the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I see that for you. I feel like it's just such a special time for magic to sort of just make its way into our spheres. And I think even you just clearing your space today, that just makes so much room for it all to just happen and fall into place. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. Really incredible. Well, thank you for coming on to the Guide Nest podcast. Um, it is a container that I created to help share light and stories from different places across the world and also particularly in Australia as well. Um, and I, I like to believe that there's a lot more light and a lot more hope in the world than we're led to believe there is. And your music is a huge tenet of that for me as well. So you were on my Spotify uh, most most favorite artist. You were number one this year. Um, Cause I feel like I, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I need, I need a little bit of something, something to make me feel good in my body and good in myself. And I think your music really does that for a lot of people and it, it just speaks truth to a truth that I think we already know. Um, 
Yeah, so I wanted to start by potentially asking you, um, one, what your intention is for our session today, and then also two, um, just maybe a little bit about yourself. My intention is uh, to say everything that sparks anybody who listens to this, to connect the dots, to create the possibility of booking me in Australia. So that's my intention to say everything that needs to be said to where it sparks and whoever listens to this, it connects the dots as far as who they need to talk to or what type of event they need to create or whatever the case may be. There's some connecting the dots that happens to where I can be brought out to Australia to perform and share what I do with the community out there in Australia, Sydney, Australia, particularly. That is my intention. And was there something else that you said? Just a little bit about yourself. That was an incredible intention. That's my intention. Yep. Yeah. I'm putting that here. Um, a little bit about myself. Hmm. I'm still figuring her out. <laughs> um, so I'll share a little bit. Uh, a little bit is um, I used to be a life coach for seven years and I created an album called Affirmations for the Grown Ass Woman for my clients and it took off. And then by the end of 2020, I decided to close my coaching business to become a full-time affirmation musician because this is just where my heart was going. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with something I didn't know I loved so much. And so I've only been doing music full time since um, 2021. And so I'm new to this space. I'm also from Detroit, Michigan. I'm an aunt of six kids and mm -hmm. I love um, food. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love <laughs> ethnic foods, Jamaican, Ethiopian, Mexican, Thai. I've in the past couple of years, my taste for American food has reduced. Mm. So if it's American and it has to have some type of ethnic twist to it, like fried, like herbal, like some type of herbs or seasoning to the fries or something, like it has to be something like that. And um, what else? I'm not a vegan but I do majority eat plant-based food so I like to call myself a nutritarian so I'm heavy on my nutrition I don't eat meat at all though mm -hmm. and I try to keep dairy at minimum but that's just a little bit about me no I love that thank you for sharing this uh, I feel like food is such a big part of who we are as well and how uh, we connect with each other too so I appreciate yeah. I appreciate a good chocolate chip cookie <laughs> Ooh, a good chocolate chip cookie is everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I really want to touch on what you're talking about, about being a nutritarian. I think that is something that's incredibly special. It's also this morning I, I would like to pull a little bit of an angel card for a session as well. And I got body care, which I think has been coming up a lot lately. Um, I wanted to ask you how important is obviously we know it's important, but how important to our journey is 
the container that is our bodies and how does a new, being a nutritarian play into that as well for you? Great question. Um, so I grew up very religious. And so one of the things that was always said growing up in the Christian church um, was that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. so when I take that, I mean, I've evolved past organized religion. Um, it's kind of like a graduation that occurred, mm -hmm. but I do respect my foundation. And one of the truths that, I, that has evolved with me over time is that my body is a temple for source. Mm -hmm. It is the physical sanctuary for the animation of, of the creator of source energy intelligence. And so when I, when I ground myself in that lens of perspective about my body, it's like, man, if this is a temple, then how would I care for a sacred temple that carries powerful energy that can create worlds and experiences? Mm -hmm. And I have the conscious responsibility to care for that. What is my, what do I know? What is the knowledge do I have to care for this sacred responsibility of caring for this that has carried me through life from the canal of my mother's womb, birth to childhood, to walking, to experiencing trauma, enduring that trauma, figuring things out from experience abuse. Like my temple has gone through it. So now that I've expanded consciousness to this point, it's like, now that I'm aware of all so much of what it's been through, how do I take this consciousness as an opportunity to care for? And so one of the things is nutrition. It's, it's no longer, I've gone through the pathways and this is not some type of recipe that I'm giving to you all. This is just what has been my experience. I've gone through the path of not eating fast food and becoming vegan for three years and do it, trying all these things out. And what I have found that has best worked for me is being a what I call a nutritarian. Nutritarian is being intuitively led on what your body needs for its nutritional op you know, potential. Like, mm -hmm. and so it's like, you know, no, I don't buy fish, but if I'm at a wedding, if I'm at a restaurant and there's wild caught salmon, I'm gonna eat that salmon, you know? If my body is saying, hey, I don't want any fried foods, I'm gonna say, I'm going. I'm not eating fried foods. If my body say, hey, I need to fast, I listen to my body. My body wants that chocolate cake. I'm eating that damn chocolate cake. You know, it's intuitively led, but one of the things that I think most importantly is my commitment as a nutritarian to my temple is making sure I understand what it needs as a sacred technology. So the heart is the electromagnetic field. The brain is just this complex <laughs> faculty that stores thoughts and mm -hmm. sends all these signals all the time. And my gut, you know, has neurotransmitters and thoughts that is sent to the brain, brain back to the gut and processes all this energy. 
my knees have a purpose, my blood have a purpose. So understanding that the tech, that it is a technology and it requires certain nutrition to be in its full optimal health and potential, vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, you know what I'm saying? All of these things that I make sure now that I take those in vitamins and food um, and just care for myself. And I notice my energy is better. My muscles are less tense. Um, I approach areas that I want to change, like fat and uncomplimentary. You know what I'm saying? I, I approach fat differently. Like it's like this fat has, I can feel that it's, it has stored emotional trauma in there. I want to lose that fat. I want to lose that trauma out. So it's like, I don't even think of fat as something as, as a, a bad thing. Cause it's, it's not, it's ugly. It's more so I don't need this anymore. It brought me some comfort and mm -hmm. I want to this go now. You know, sometimes I'm like, thank you fat for being here. You made me feel cushy and comfort and cozy but I don't need you anymore. I wanna make space and room for flexibility, for fluidity, for spaciousness, for softness, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of like the synopsis of my how I care for my temple and how I approach um, caring for it and how I define being a nutritarian. It's really intuitively customized to me. And I, I always tell people this works for me but I all, but I will say I think universally, universally, it, it can benefit anyone to listen to their own tuition on how to care for their body. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so much in that. I'm so thankful for everything that you just said. I feel like you touched on so many experiences that even though you're speaking from your own experience your own personal discernment just kind of kicks in and says, oh my gosh, that that's like the missing code that a lot of us uh, need as well. I think developing that relationship and that gentleness with your container instead of, you know, beating it up and being like, hey, I'm really angry at you for not doing what I want you to do. Um, I think that really changes the game. It also just cultivates a bit of friendship with yourself. And I think that's so important moving forward. Like, yeah, I, th I think, um, I feel like friendship is important. Friendship is definitely important. How, how do you go about cultivating friendship with yourself and how does your music reflect that? Well, I think when it comes to friendship or any type of relationship that you want to cultivate in healthy ways, in sustainable ways, it always starts with communication. And when it comes to cultivating a friendship and relationship with yourself, just like with anything else, you have to have healthy communication, healthy self-talk. That's why affirmations and the music that I create is important because it helps improve your relationship with yourself by improving your dialogue, your inner dialogue with yourself. So I would say, first and foremost, it's taking inventory of what are you saying to yourself? How are you talking to yourself? Mm -hmm. If you had a friend that talked to you the way that you talk to yourself, would you still be friends with them? Mm -hmm. Start right there. And that'll lead you into the next steps on how to deepen that self-friendship with yourself. 
Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this conversation is so cool. I love. I really, I love that you always sit and you discern as well before you speak. I think that that's really powerful. And just the presence that you bring to, to space. I, I feel like wherever you go, you must absolutely just raise consciousness wherever you go. And I, I really appreciate you. that you're here on this planet, just being you and doing all of this cool Thank work. You so it's immense it's so cool and I appreciate it um so I feel like I'm getting the, the the truth the truth bumps but I'd really love to hear a little bit more about your experiences and a story I guess I don't want to give you too many limitations in terms of what you'd like to speak about but something that we really pride ourselves on at the Goddess podcast is talking about people's stories so I think a story that really resonates with you that you'd like to share um, that could offer some wisdom to those listening from home hmm. I have a lot of stories <laughs> I probably I will have prob hmm. let me see what's true to share I probably will have to say the most recent story has that has occurred in the past year and a half was having to let go of someone that I gave all my power to. Mm, mm, mm. When mm -hmm. I tell you, I felt like I literally lit the torch on my whole being and this is someone that I built my career with. This is someone that I produced my music with. This is something that someone I was in love with. This is someone that I did not know how to practice my own music and message with. Mm. And I gave all my power away and it shook me at my core. Mm. And when it finally got to the point where I had to let go. I mean, I was forced to have to let it go because it was so unhealthy. Um, it devastated me. I mean, it really devastated me because I knew that in order for me to recover from this, I was gonna have to face things that I probably been hiding from my entire life. And I didn't have no clue. I didn't know if I was gonna make it out on the other side. I really did not know. And so, so for majority of my adult life, I've dealt with suicidal ideation. Um, not just because of like, life is terrible, but mainly because I did not like the design of it. I didn't like the design of this game. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't like the concept of duality. I don't like the concept of having to heal from things that weren't your responsibility. I don't like the concept of these systems of society. Like, it was just like, I want to exit this game. Mm -hmm. And so death was always the only option for me, you know, cause mainly I didn't want to do the work to transcend what I had a love hate relationship with. And so letting him go, um, helped me to let go of the identities and the traumas and the wounds that drove me to attach myself so much to him. Mm. 
And so uh, I, I had to, I think it was back in May and June of this year. So this is not like some type of testimony from 10 years ago. This is something that's fresh. And I like to share fresh stories because I think it's relevant to the present moment of people's lives. If it's happening to me, this is something that I feel like is happening to a lot of people of having to grieve what they had to let go, becoming aware of the wounds that driven drove their attachment to these jobs, these people, this situation, whatever. And so um, this story has a lot of juicy details to it, but over, for the most part, I embarked on a healing journey that helped me discover, discover some childhood wounds that I wasn't aware of till this year. And now I've, I've, I've been able to uh, be in the root of those wounds mm -hmm. and bring healing and feeling to those spaces and use that as a way of creating who I truly am outside of the, that type of habit with people, with men, with the emotional attention and validation I get from someone that feeds a void that I did not get as a child. And it has created a world for me to where I'm starting over I'm learning how to communicate better. I'm learning how to set boundaries and unapologetically. I'm learning that, I'm learning how to entertain more of the idea of what if I could create, literally create my own world of joy for me. Like what would that look like? Creating a world that embodies the idea that people are genuinely kind that good is destined for me to experience in this world, that I can have a, a utopia experience in my body, with people, with money. And so that's kind of, you know, without all the juicy details, that's kind of like what my narrative has been with my, even with my affirmation music, this, this story that I've experienced with this other person end up becoming a mirroring reflection of me and who I truly am and rediscovering who I am and what my desires are now without desiring men and relationship and a nuclear family. Because letting him go, I had to let go of my attachment to those desires. And so now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't get what I thought I desired because now I'm realizing that I don't even want those things anymore. Or I don't want them the way that I thought I wanted them, you know? And so it's now I'm just like, what else is here in this life for me? If I had to let that go, if I can't, if I can't have that the way I wanted it, and now I have to just start anew with desiring again, it's like, what else is here? And now I'm in a place where I've gotten a village that reflects more of my higher truths, my deeper values, that the way that I... I guess, require love and attention is nothing wrong with that. I can actually get that from people naturally, mm -hmm. sometimes without even asking. Um, I, and I, I'm, I'm getting evidence that it's worth letting go because when you let go of what you thought you wanted and needed to survive and feel like you're loved, you let that go and you get it through infinite channels it's like 
I let him go and I got him back. The things that I loved about him, the things that I thought I could, he could only give me, I got them back through at least 10 different other experiences, whether it be people, encounters. It is, is, it is magical. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this story has everything to do. It's worth letting go, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love what to say. It just hits. It hits so hard. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm currently also in the process of letting go as well. And I think a lot of people are, especially as we sort of ground out and round out to the end of the year, it sort of yeah. gets to that pointy end where I think, you know, you assess where you've been and you reflect on everything that's happened over this past year. And without letting go, I, I really do see, I guess, the wisdom gleaned from all of our experiences that we're really just depriving ourselves of possibly the best experiences that we could, that we are worthy of and that we are deserving of. And and I guess it's also letting go of the different faces and the different masks that we put on in order to stay in a certain situation or feel a certain sense of comfort as well. So it just, it's so intertwined and there's so many layers to it. And I think it makes sense because there's also so many layers to who we are as well. But it's big work. It's it's a life's work. I think life is an big exercise in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be finished tomorrow. And I think that's something that I always sit with. I'm like, maybe, maybe I can rush through all of my inner work in like a year. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like, no. <laughs> it's levels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I think, yeah, that'll, that'll definitely hit for a lot of people. Um, but I guess I wanted to, oh, there's so much in there. I wanted to ask about how letting go has embraced a feeling of celebration within you. Um, and I guess how that's going to affect how you move into 2023 into a new clean place and slate I guess (laughs) of what can we expect um how letting go has moved me into a place of celebration Mm, celebration celebration um I'm still learning like what is true celebration? I can mm. say I can celebrate. I can say I can celebrate this. I can celebrate that. But if I was to sit with myself and say, "Do I truly feel celebration? Do I feel celebratory? Do I feel like there's something to celebrate? Yes. But does it feel true to me to celebrate? I'm not sure yet. Mm. Um, I think I still have a sense of. I feel like I still have a sense of waiting to celebrate. And I don't know if that's a bad or a good thing, but there's certain things that I want to, there's certain things that I think that I I feel like I need to be rewarded for letting go in order for me to validate celebration. Um, And maybe that's the human ego side of me. But I would say that gratitude is more of, 
more of true for me than celebration. Mm -hmm. The gratitude for um, having a tribe that cares for me. Mm -hmm. It really cares for me, cares for me in ways that I may not, that I have not known before or thought was possible, but imagined. Um, That moves my heart very deeply the way that I'm experiencing true care. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way it's, it's, it's moved me into like, I guess not expectation, but excitement about 2023 or how I show up is, is a team making sure that I am entertaining thoughts that are about attracting the abundance of aligned people that are ready to invest, ready to commit, ready to collaborate, partner, and create with me the visions, things that I have, because it's like letting go has just expanded already a overflow overflow of creativity. I've already had an overflow of creativity, so it's just more and more. Mm -hmm. The ideas, it's the ideas that I have, the creativity that I have right now, it's it's like I have a billion songs in me. I have millions of ideas of type of spaces I want to create for people, type of conscious products I want to create for people that complements the music. But I want to do it in ease. I want to do it with a team that's aligned with the val- the, the energetic values that I have where people are practicing well-being and self-care and boundaries in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to experience that, you know, because of what I had, this one individual was my team for everything. Yeah. And we didn't set boundaries on with each other. And so now, and, and it's debatable if our values were aligned or not aligned. But I will say there were some major differences, um, hindsight-wise. And so now I'm just like, now that I'm experiencing my tribe, I'm like, I need these type of people, but with other skill sets, attain, you know, that's that's complementary to what I need as a creative, a businesswoman, and so on. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, I guess that's that's what you know. It's the gratitude for what I've gotten back from what I had to let go and how that will support me going into showing up and creating um, in 2023. Mm -hmm. That's so incredible. I love that. I think the way in which you call in folks and also the ways in which you target your intentions is so powerful as well, I think. I don't know, I feel geographically, I am very intrigued by the different ways in which uh, a lot of the artists and healers and creatives in the US are moving through the different challenges that y'all are experiencing as a collective as well at the moment. And I think that that's something that in Australia, we're definitely starting to graze into. I think we're definitely like dipping our toes a little bit and it's sort of moving in that way. But I think... Mm -hmm emphasizing the personal sovereign power that we have to 
call in those connections and to set those intentions and to be very deliberate about our creations as well to tie it all together I think is is so incredibly powerful it's like basically the keys to the castle it feels like yeah yeah um but I I'm just I think I'm just also right now sitting in this space of deep gratitude because I feel very seen in this space, even though I, I feel like I'm doing a lot more listening. It's like listening and it's also recognizing as well, because there's so much about the experience that we share that speaks through our own experience as well. And just we are so much aligned towards the people who are ready and poised to give us the wisdom or the skills or the support that we most need. And I think sometimes I need to remind myself as well that it's there as long as I believe and I accept and receive it as well. So I think that's, there's a lot of work that goes into those different stages of allowing yourself to be assisted. So I guess one of my, I guess, questions is how how can we move through the different levels of receiving and open ourselves to the blessings I can share how I'm doing that um just being slow taking your time with your heart Cause I know for me, my heart has been through a lot this year. I, for the first time I've, I've felt my heart close in the past. I've felt my heart be tempted to close or get cold, but I never felt it. You know, I would hear the stories and the evidence of why I should close it or cold or, or why I should just have a cold heart, but I never felt my heart do that. And it hurt really bad to witness my heart close up and get cold and I'm just like I can only imagine what people feel like they don't have the tools on how to navigate the heart space to open it um so I would encourage people to take your time because if you've been on this planet for a while you and you experience people you learn a lot about how we hurt each other, mm. how people sometimes don't even care. They feel valid in the way that they treat you. They don't even see it. And sometimes it could be you that hurts others, you know? And so I guess it's like, be slow, be mindful, be patient. Don't rush the process with trying to open your heart, sustain an open heart to receive and the blessings and the lessons and the people and the abundance. Just take your time. There is no rush. Um, I would say that spending time in nature helps. Grounding yourself in nature, you know, and allow your heart to tell you where it hurts, where it's most tender. Is it in intimacy? Is it with vulnerability? Is it around finances? Is it around the holidays with family time? Allow your heart to tell you those data points that I'm, I don't feel comfortable being and just allow yourself to be aware of that and don't try and rush yourself out of that to heal it away. Mm -hmm. It's just 
take your time with matters of the heart. You know, don't try and rush and have hard conversations. Allow yourself to feel that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Feel it. Because when you allow that stuff to be felt, and if it's even painful and it feels like it's going to kill you to feel it, all what's happening is the more you feel it, you're allowing yourself to be cut open and create space to where when you're opening deeper and deeper and allowing yourself to feel that pain deeper and deeper, you're just creating a channel for you to feel joy more deeper, to feel peace more but you know, deeper, to feel the blessings and the lessings and love more deeper. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to receiving, you also have to receive the part of life that doesn't feel so good. So you can create those deeper channels to get into the into the deepest parts of your heart to where taking a shower just feels exciting. And you're like, why do I feel so much gratitude and love? It's because you've allowed yourself to feel life. Mm-hmm deeply because mm. you've, you've accepted the fact that you have to also feel the parts of life that we've been taught that are bad, unhealthy, evil, shameful, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I w- that's essentially what I'm saying. It's just allow yourself to feel, take your time to feel, be soft, be slow with yourself. There is no rush or, rush or process to be ready to receive Whatever is in the now, receive that and feel how that feels. And the more you're feeling that, that, that feeling experience, it prepares you to receive the abundance and receive everything else more deeply. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. Oh, incredible. I feel like my mind is being, my mind and my heart expanded I really am so grateful to you for being in this space for showing up in this space this is so cool I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit in fan mode as well at the moment I'm like, <laughs> I'm saying, I'm like, I'm like how is like a, a weird way to say that or a good way to say that I'm literally fangirling right now I really appreciate it <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh it's okay it's okay no, it's so cool. I am so grateful that we were aligned to even be able to connect today um, to share stories and truth. Um, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like it's, it's fairly complete, but I just wanted to ask if, one, if you had anything else you wanted to add, and two, if you could tell our listeners where they can find your music and maybe a little bit about your music too. Um, um, the last thing I want to share is have fun. Be, be curious about what fun and play looks like. Don't take everything too seriously. This journey is a journey. And you'll go through highs and lows, heavens and hells. But what can be consistent in those highs and lows and heavens and hells is that you make the commitment to yourself that I will find something to enjoy. I will be curious about what play and fun looks like, even if it's down to just drinking tea or watching childhood cartoons. Like, be curious about what it looks like to have fun and enjoy your life because it's your responsibility to enjoy it. Um, 
I will also say you can find my music on all streaming platforms, YouTube, Amazon, Tidal, Spotify, everywhere. And I do have a membership group um, that where our intention is to do self-talk together because that's what I'm all about. That's what affirmations is all about. It's the language of self-love. And it's this space is a community of women that are very interested not only in self-talk, but beingness. These are modern women that are deconditioning from the indoctrination of doership, doing all the time. I wanted to create a space. I didn't know how it was gonna look. I, it's changed so much, but it's, it's finally in a place. I've had it for a year and a half. It's finally in a place where I'm like, oh, I get how this place is being curated. I don't want women to have homework, courses, learn. There's nothing like, it has nothing to do with doing. It's a place where I've curated for it to be women who are ready to just be more and do less, um, plan their life a little bit more. And so um, if that resonates with anyone listening, um, you can go to my website, IamTonyJones.com. That's Tony with an I and explore um, what it looks like to be in, in such a community that's focused on self-talk, self-love, and beingness. And then my music, Affirmation Music, it's, it, I have five projects out. One of them is the Mental Health Mixtape that's on YouTube, only on YouTube because it's a mixtape of other people's beats, of other artists, iconic artists. Um, and then all my other projects are on all streaming platforms. And so I didn't know that five albums were a lot in three years until other people were telling me like, what have you been doing? I'm like, I have a lot to say. <laughs> Clearly I have a lot to say. So, um, and plus I had budgets for it. So mm. that all helped. So, um, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. I think, uh, yeah, I think that people are definitely ready to hear what it is that you, you want to say to us. And I think I definitely see you as a bit of a leader in the space. Um, and I think, yeah, we're very much in this space where the leaders that we have should really be encouraging us to practice our own personal discernment and intuition as well. And I think that's something that you really do just in your presence and also um, in the way that you are, in the way that you always ask yourself before, uh, after other people ask you and before you answer as well. And I think that's something that we can all really, really lean and benefit from is just taking a bit of a pause before we share what we feel, what we respond to. Because I guess, yeah, we just actually sit with ourselves and ask ourselves those questions before we respond from a from an immediate thought. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you sharing who I am and what I do with your platform. Absolutely, absolutely. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest and sharing your stories and your wisdom. It's it's honestly been such a privilege. Um, I'm going to be talking to everyone about it. I have like five meetings today. This is my doing day. Um, but I'm going to be running around being like, I had the best meeting ever on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm going to stop recording now, but I want to say thank you to you for turning up and for being here in sharing and connection and space holding with me. 
Um, and I also want to say thank you to you, the listeners as well, for supporting the podcast and supporting Tony's music and listening to the cool wisdoms that we have to share as well. So thank you. And yeah, yeah, I hope that everyone has the best day. I'm going to start recording now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>